Hi everyone, my name is Jonathan Fries, and you are listening to What the Flock, where we talk about topics that have caused so much damage people don't come to church anymore. I'm the pastor of Music of Life Church Appleton, and I'm joined by Senior Pastor of Music of Life Church Kimberly, Pastor Joel Swikowski. How are we doing, Joel? I'm good. How are you? Excellent, excellent. Ready for our next topic of smoking. Ooh, nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. So can you give us some history and background of the topic of smoking, Pastor Joel? Uh, personally? Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. Sure. I'll, I'll take that well, too. Yeah, uh, I was a smoker for many years. Same here. But uh, let's take it back a little further than me. Smoking in general, there's a lot of different ways it's been used. Uh, people smoke as a stimulant, right? Because they need to, because of the addiction. People smoke for pleasure because of like, you can see that with like cigars, stuff like that. But in the overall history of smoking, which is pretty extensive, it's actually fairly recent that it's been looked down on for its physical health related issues. So there's a big stigma today in our current day and age that smoking is bad, but it was very common for years and years and years. You could say for generations, it was a social norm. And uh, a lot of times like a fashion accessory. And, uh, but at the same time, and it, especially we saw this once, uh, like once advertisements became very popular and like magazines, TV, stuff like that, smoking was advertised as a great way to stay alert for labor-intensive jobs, for, um, you know, people working with heavy machinery, stuff like that. It would keep you alert. It is a stimulant, which reminds me of other things people use to stay awake. Other things people might use, like, what's the first thing I drink in the morning when I wake up to start my day? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that, that would be... Why, a, is it alcohol? No. <laughs> <laughs> No. Oh, okay. Um, that was a previous not, episode. Not, yeah, previous episode. Not necessarily. Not necessarily <laughs> alcohol, um, but like coffee, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. So coffee. I would say smoking in certain context has been used for the same reason people tend to have a cup of coffee in the morning. My wife's grandmother said that that's one of the reasons why she's not dead. It's because she, she used to drive, and she said that it kept her awake. Yeah. So I've I've heard it. She said if I did if I wasn't a smoker, my younger years I'd be dead. I can see that. I've driven I've driven halfway across the country and overnight and what during the days I was a smoker and it actually it absolutely helped. And uh, yeah, I'm not proud of how many cigarettes I smoked from North Carolina to Wisconsin, but it was a lot. Right. A lot. So yeah, I get that perspective. Cool. So what's the issue in the church? So this is definitely a topic where people have been hurt. What do you what do you see, PJ? Yeah, the the issue isn't necessarily the smoke in itself. It's the stigma of, you know, especially now since the recent history of of how smoking has been deemed as just bad, just straight up bad. It has become one of these things. The stigma behind it is 
like people have been judged as being uncaring or even sinful people because they smoke. Now, someone who smokes is perceived as a type of person who just doesn't care about themselves or others. So it has been in the church in particular, I've seen and heard and have experience with people saying you shouldn't smoke, just the blanket statement of you shouldn't smoke, it's bad for you, it's wrong, period. And so people with this strict perspective, no smoking, smoking is wrong. Can they support that in the Bible? Yeah, they can. These People tend to be able to support whatever they want with mm. the Bible. But in this case, there's a verse that I've, I've seen used in particular in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 19 and 20 are the verses that talk about your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And that would be the verse support on the strict side because what it would essentially be implying there is if you smoke, you're not taking care of the temple in which the Holy Spirit lives. So if, if someone were approached with this issue, how would they argue it? What's a, what's the strategy that you have for the issue that's going on here? So if I'm smoking a cigarette and somebody walks up to me and is judging me as wrong or bad or a sinner because I'm smoking, my defense is going to be tailored to, you know, there's, there's strategies we have that, that work, but a lot of this is going to be tailored to how they, how they judge me or how they're projecting. So if someone just says to me, you shouldn't smoke, it's bad, it's wrong. And it's a Christian and they're using, they might even use this verse. It says your body's the temple of the Holy Spirit. I could ask them, where in the Bible does it say that smoking is bad for my vessel? Mm -hmm. So that would be one way to do, deal with this. Another way and this kind of gets to a deeper issue altogether. A way to a way to flip this on the other person could be to ask them, "Wait a minute. Are you telling me that God is telling you that I shouldn't smoke?" Cuz the reality is God may be doing a huge work in my life and there may be things that are a priority to God more than my smoking. Even if I have a bad smoking habit, that may be on like lower on the list than the other the other things God's getting my attention on. And so that is such a great quest or such a great question to say. Um, essentially, if someone with that strict perspective is coming at someone, by asking them, is God telling you to do that? It's removing them from the place of judgment. And yeah, that and and it ought to, because what's it what the implication is because what we're talking about is people who are being judgmental, right? 
Not somebody who's just concerned for my health and does it in a healthy way. Somebody who is judging me as wrong or bad because I smoke. They are being judgmental. And who is the only person who actually ought to be in that place is God. So this question does kind of help. Hopefully it helps them see, you know, what place you're putting yourself in, right? So you know what, though? I'll even give you the benefit of the doubt. And I'll ask you, is God telling you to tell me this? And, you know, because that at, maybe, maybe he is. Maybe. But at the same time, what's important and what we're trying to get across during these is for the people who are being hurt in these ways is what's a way they can defend themselves from these, really, from these bullies. Excellent. That's awesome. So there, there we go. We have a strategy against someone who's with that strict perspective that is bullying someone who they believe it's wrong that they smoke. And, oh, and R. Can you believe that? Our board is lit up with callers. So, Pastor Joel, why don't we take a call from... Hey, look at that. It's Pastor Richard Tater. Nice. All right, Pastor Tater, you're on. Hello, yes, this is Pastor Richard Tater from McMillan, Alabama. And uh, Pastor Joel and Jonathan, uh, I have somewhat to say on this matter about smoking, in which you are talking about and discussing. Now, y'all shouldn't smoke unless it's the glory clouds filling the temple. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Only God smokes. So go ahead and tell God that he is sinning. Now, Revelation 15, 8 clearly states that the temple was filled with the smoke from the glory of God and from his power, and no man was able to enter into the temple till the seven plagues of the seven angels were fulfilled. Now, clearly God is smoking. So go ahead and tell God that God is sinning. Now, how about this? Exodus 19, 18 clearly states, and the Mount Sinai was altogether on a smoke because the Lord descended upon it in fire, and the smoke therefore ascended as a smoke of a furnace, and the whole mount quite greatly. Now tell me that God doesn't smoke. You know what? And I will hang up, and I will wait to hear your answer, and as always, this is my favorite podcast, You Hate. God bless. Well, thank you, Pastor Richard Tater. Sounds like he's uh, smoking in anger. I'd say he's in rare form today, but it seems about normal form for Richard Tater. Yeah, thank you, Pastor yep, Richard Tater, that's good. for your call. Uh, really interesting perspective. Yeah, I'd, I guess I like his take on smoking. I guess I agree. I, I can't disagree with his verses about God smoking. I just, I would ask him. What does that have to do with the topic we're talking about, though, with people smoking, whether it's cigarettes or cigars or a pipe or something like that? But but again, thanks for the call, Pastor Tater. Yeah, and if, if I think that if anyone's presence is smoking, then that would potentially be aligned with what Pastor Tater was referencing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. great. Excellent. So now we've kind of nailed down the strict perspective. Let's go all the way to the loose perspective. Okay. Really, the people that are really focusing on the freedom that they want to experience. And 
Can you kind of give us some of uh, that perspective, Pastor Joel? The freedom perspective is is gonna this you know loose side of this this pendulum swing is mm-hmm. the people who just don't want to be told what to do. And if you know in the in the case of smoking, it's people who want to smoke, and they don't want to be judged for it. And honestly, it's it's the people who are like, I don't see why you care that I smoke. I don't see how it's a big deal to you. And I know I was a smoker for many years and it's like, I'm 25. I'm in great shape. Smoking's not doing anything to me right now. And I like doing it. So get off my back. Right. After a long, after a long run, you preferred, (laughs) preferred Paul malls. I preferred a Paul mall to you know, some electrolytes in a Gatorade. There you go. Well, have people been hurt by that perspective? Yeah, well, I mean, it it wasn't the healthiest perspective for me to have to just basically be get off my back. Right. Um, So just not hearing the perspective that people had when they were, even people just who were concerned for my health, it wasn't healthy it wasn't a healthy perspective for me to hold, but um, what we do know is there is scientific data that shows that there are physical health issues with smoking cigarettes or cigars or pipes. So um, there is some legitimacy to that side of it. So the people who are just like, no, I can smoke. I don't, don't tell me what to do. Um, it can be an issue. Smoking can be an issue for people. Yeah. And, you know, one of the perspectives that I actually learned from you was, you know, well, I mean, eating McDonald's is bad for my health. And and what I remember you saying to me was, well, even McDonald's has some nutritional value yeah. in it. Yeah. There is some nutritional value. There's some sort of protein. There's some sort of carbohydrates that your body needs and cigarettes there is no nutritional value to cigarettes so if someone has that perspective though of hey i'm gonna do whatever i want i'm gonna smoke wherever i want they're in complete freedom and i see that what they're doing is hurting other people what can i do to address that how would i talk to that person so these are people who tend to not want to be confronted in these areas right they're like get off my back i want to do what i want to do it's my choice so the way we confront them has to be really careful because they're basically saying you're not invited to speak into my life in this area so if i try to directly speak into their life in this area i'm actually doing something that could cause harm to them. Oh, that's good. So how I Mm -hmm. interact with these people or try to reach these people in this area has to be indirectly. And so the way to do this would be, it would be depending on what the issue is with smoking. But for instance, one of the things we see with, with people who have smoking issues is they even, they even know they shouldn't be. So a lot of times they'll hide it. And I remember being a smoker, but 
I guess that was the exception to the rule because I always did a really good job of hiding it. People who didn't smoke never could smell it on me. Wait, I think that was me too. Oh, yeah. The gum and the washing my hands and the brushing my teeth. right. And obviously cologne's going to come like crazy. Your clothes reeks. Yeah. So so a good question to ask people in that situation is like, well, if smoking's okay for you, then why do you try to hide it? Nice. Why don't you... Why don't your friends know you smoke? Why isn't this something you're just doing all the time? Another way, another way to reach people who are in this thought process, again, we're trying to reach them indirectly. So one of the techniques we use is sharing on ourselves. And in this case, I know both of us being ex-smokers can actually do this really genuinely. And one of the ways that I could try to reach somebody who I think is actually being, is actually smoking as a detriment to them is by sharing my own story. So one, like a, for instance, would be, I know for me, the, the plan for me to, I always planned on quitting smoking and it, the longer I smoked, the harder that decision became. So that would be an example of. this indirect confrontation to reach these people another way to look at it like some what if the person their issue is really um it's an addiction they want a stimulant and they can't quit Mm. and but at the same time they don't want to hear any advice on how to do it i'll quit when i want to quit but we know these people but we know it's a person who does want to that's, again, another situation where it's like, well, I know for me, um, the things in my life that were clearly flesh desires and were, were these addictive thought process tendencies ended up being a distraction in my life for the things I wanted to focus on. So every time my body and my brain pulled me into this part of like, time to have a cigarette, it distracted me from everything else in my life going on at the time. So that, for instance, I could share that with a person or even in front of a person as a way to just indirectly confront them in this area. Instead of just going right at them and saying, you know, buddy, I don't think you should smoke anymore. Right. And that was a similar case with me where what actually caused me, it, it wasn't, what caused me to quit wasn't people saying to me that I shouldn't smoke. It was a friend telling me that they have to take their clothes to get dry cleaned because of, and they didn't even say because of the smoke. And I said, why? I asked why, why do they need to get their clothes dry cleaned? And it's like, well, because in their car, their car smells like smoke. And so they need to dry clean their clothes. And what I realized is that that, you know, what that person was saying to me was, hey, this is some pain that you're causing. You're actually not yeah. just hurting yourself in this way. There is an implication that's hurting other people. And that reminds me of what, what it was that caused me to quit too. And it wasn't somebody just saying, you shouldn't smoke anymore. It's bad for you. And someone just convincing me of it. It was my son. And he he didn't just say to me, Dad, I don't want you to smoke. He shared with me, Dad, I'm scared you're going to die from smoking. So, And he's literally crying 
Mm-hmm. And he was like five years old and it just melted my heart and broke my heart. But it was him sharing with me about a fear he had. He wasn't saying, dad, you need to quit. Dad, it's bad for you. Stop. He was saying he was afraid that I was going to die from it. And what it felt like in me was I'm letting my son down. I'm hurting him. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what it took for me to finally quit. That's awesome. So when you see this going on in the church, we see this issue. We see these two perspectives. What are your thoughts? What do you see when you look at that scenario? Well, this is a this is one of those situations where I think my bias is more on the loose side of the argument. So I tend to be like, if somebody's smoking, eh, what's the big deal? But it but I also know as a smoker, it might be it might be a big deal. So it really what I, what I try to recognize is the what's what's the measure for if it's a big deal or not is why the person's smoking. So wouldn't you know it? It gets back to the why again. Yep. Why a person is smoking is going to tell us essentially whether or not they're smoking for a good reason or not. Mm-hmm. There could be a good reason to smoke. I I could see like three different categories of people as as it relates to why we smoke for different reasons. And there is the group that I just, honestly, I would feel sorry for. And it is... And it is the person I did touch on a little bit, the people on the loose side, where it's like the people who are smoking and feel like they have to hide it. I actually feel bad for those people because it's clear that they feel guilty for what they're doing. And that's really the issue is that they feel guilt over it. And it's deeper than the smoking itself. Then there's the people where Oh, I tell you, like, I, I'm glad I don't smoke anymore. And that's mainly because my reasons for smoking weren't good. But I remember what it was like to have a cigarette with a shot of espresso or to have a cigarette after a meal. In those times where it was really good. And it when it was the times where I'm about to have a cigarette because... I want the flavor of the cigarette and not because I'm being pulled into it because of an addiction where it was a conscious choice to have this cigarette because I want, because I was going to enjoy it. I understand when people have a cigarette because of those reasons. Yeah. I, I think about people who, you know, I've asked why they've smoked and it's because it facilitates their creative process. It is something that stimulates yep. them to create and stimulates I, yeah. them to write, stimulates them to paint. And I think I I did kind of foreshadow this a little bit in the beginning of the episode where it's like, ooh, you compare compare this to you could compare this reason for smoking to a morning cup of coffee. Mm. That a lot of people have the same reason for that morning cup of coffee as sometimes people do for smoking. Mm. And I and I do, I'm getting a little and what I what I'll admit is I am getting a little bit limited to cigarettes. And specifically, and we're not only talking about cigarettes in this episode, it would apply to cigars and pipes and stuff like that, too. You can even say nowadays the vapes and the e-cigs and all that. But the the third category of people are people that I'm actually impressed with. There can there are 
people who can smoke and it be for the benefit of someone else. And I remember this in my own life, actually. Like when I, when I got out of the Marine Corps, um, you know, a big hangout with some of my brothers. And at the time, one of my brothers was really into cigars. Like he had his own humidor. We would go and hang out at the cigar shop downtown and you just sit there for a couple hours and smoke like a $20 cigar and drink a, a really fancy root beer and watch sports on a big screen TV sitting in, you know, a leather couch with mahogany. <laughs> rich mahogany. Rich mahogany <laughs> coffee tables while just smoking a cigar. And he bought me the cigar. And it was like a welcome home gift. Mm. And it was like... If there, in my experience, is like if there was, if if there was a a better opportunity for me to accept a gift and for me to have a cigar for the benefit of someone else, it's definitely that scenario. So thinking through a lot of these different reasons behind smoking, I did find it fascinating that there is a clear example of how it can be for the benefit of someone else. Pastor Joel. You've presented three categories. What is the ultimate answer that provides a solution for people on the opposite sides of these spectrums, all the way from strict to the freedom loose people? What do you got? So I definitely see this third category is kind of kind of showing us the example there of showing us what this answer could be. And ultimately, what we get to is there is an answer that if... I use this answer to guide my smoking. Not only will it not hurt other people, it will be a benefit and it will result in me loving other people. And that answer is I can smoke as much as I want as long as it's for someone else's benefit. Thank you, Pastor Joel. This has been What the Flock. Thanks for listening, everyone. And remember... If you've been hurt by church, you're not alone. We're here for you.